Hello everybody, and welcome back to At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I'm your host, William Fletcher, and this week I'm joined by Rowan Cooper. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing alright, how are you? Good, thanks, good, thanks. That's good. Uh, so, uh, you chose a film for this week, and you chose okay. Get Out. I did, yes. yes. Um, so, why did you choose Get Out? I guess I should start with that. Why was that what well, you chose? It's a very unique film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, it's a very, because the director, um, he, he has a, he's my favourite, currently he's my favourite uh, horror director, horror thriller director, but mm. he uses a lot of right. themes, uh, like race, yeah. uh, um, and sort of, uh, manipulation in his films which is mm-hmm. really unique and I find it and the way he does it in Get Out um, yeah. really sort of is a water story so mm. it starts to unravel it's really interesting once w- when you watch it the time unexpected plot mm. twist yeah so. mm. yeah um, so you liked so I'm assuming you liked Get Out then you thought it was good yeah yeah. I really like it, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but I think it's possibly overrated. Like, not possibly, I do think it is overrated to a certain mm. degree. Um, so, have you seen Us? Have you seen... I have. Mm-hmm. I have. And I really your, enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. Which do you think was better? I think Get Out was better, but mm-hmm. I feel like... Get Out was a better film as a whole i feel mm-hmm. like yeah um it, it was more cohesive and it had a better story to it mm-hmm. but i feel like us had more of a interesting concept behind it mm-hmm. um yeah. where it used historic um modern historic uh events such as holding hands across america mm-hmm. to really drive the plot yeah yeah and then they used that sort of movement to build horror around it which actually striking imagery that mm. really kind of left a mark on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I prefer Us as a film. I think it's a much better film. I, not much better, but I do think it is the better of the two. I just think, I think first of all, the performances are much better in that film, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that with Get Out, but sort of broad strokes that the acting and the performances in, in Us were better... I, I just thought the story was more interesting. Mm. And I think that I just think it I just think the writing was better for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it, it definitely is the the movie I noticed, Us, is a response to the criticisms of Get Out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um there's a lot of in there with clunky dialogue in Get Out where the director I forget his name now. Jordan um, Peele. Jordan Peele. He um mm. he he's a response he uses us as a response to the criticisms of Get Out, mm-hmm. which enhances us to a level above Get Out in some areas, especially mm-hmm. dialogue. Yeah. So mm. Yeah. Um So I guess is there like a place you want to start with Get Out? Like like is there a specific thing you want to talk about first or do you just want to wanna go through the film, sort of... Maybe sort of the themes. The themes themes and sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, do you want to start with that, then? Do you want to... Is there anything you want to start Um, with in particular? Obviously, obviously the main one is segregation and racism. That is the main theme of the film. It's the core pillar, Mm -hmm. which the whole film is revolving around, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like Jordan does really well Mm -hmm. uh, to sort of emphasize a fish out of water story where everyone is white and the main protagonist is African American mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it's from perspective so he's experiencing it as we're experiencing it so yeah. we're inside I guess you could say main protagonist's head um, yeah. we're thinking what he's thinking uh, um, while everyone else is looking in at you mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that sort of fish out of water uh, perspective really is emphasized by 
another theme which is um, sort of uh, vulnerability there. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is a big one because the director composes a lot of shots where he's just walking peacefully along the yard um, at the party at the beginning of the film um, and he could be just uh, going to go talk to someone or and and the background you see several people all staring at him looking up and down mm -hmm. um, that relates to the plot twist further in the film um, which in with a second viewing um, makes the film a lot more layered um, than mm -hmm. you thought it was initially. Yeah. Well, following on from that point of rewatchability, I mean, you've got directors like Nolan and Tarantino mm. that add so much to their films that you really got to, especially with the film Tenant. I mean, oh, goodness. I had um, I, in a previous episode that I recorded with Kitty, we talked about Tenet and Christopher Nolan um, and how he's sort of gotten to a point of like, I think it's more concept for like he doesn't really focus on story much. He he focuses more on like rewatchability spectacle. and the spectacle and the, the concept. Yeah. Bring it back to Get Out. It, yeah. it, it's a movie that the director didn't really go all out and he just kind yeah. of it was his first big movie. Yeah. Exactly. Big high budget blockbuster or not blockbuster. High budget movie. Yeah. So as sort of a contrast to Nolan, he is more sort of restrictive and sort of meticulous with every scene that he does yeah. for Get Out um, yeah. making it so that the film is rewatchable but also makes sense Yeah, it's and that is where Nolan fails in some of his films Yeah, um, especially Tenant um, mm. it can be quite daunting to really watch a film like that because it's so jumpy and all over the place and that's something that um, Pulp Fiction does as well Yeah, but Tarantino executes it in a way adhesive i don't know how he does it yeah but he did it yeah um it still blows me away how he's done it yeah. um but get out is obviously a very straightforward sort of first act second act third act type film mm -hmm. where there's a there's a obviously beginning middle end yeah. um that it makes sense from a first time viewing but mm. also is layered the second time because you notice things and then mm. also goes for us the film us as well Mm -hmm. um, you can notice a lot of things the symbolism especially with um, symbolism is a huge thing in us uh, you've yeah. got rabbits in the catacombs I guess they are or the tunnels underneath the surface it's it's a very and I, I don't know if I want to say ambitious film but it's definitely a film that like it's not very common to see like sort of it's not like in that you don't see many sort of films like, like Get Out wasn't a big film per se, but it was like this massive, this big hit, and mm. it, it's it's not as often as like it as it possibly should be to see massive hit like these films that are hits that have that are sort of about black issues, because I think when you look at like sort of a lot of the like highest rated and like highest highest grossing films of the year, it's always like sort of. You know, it's sort of like the same few studios and the same few franchises, and you don't see as and you and people talk a lot about these, and a lot of movies, very good ones that are talk that are talk about that have got about black issues or other or you know uh, issues that other people face. It's not as oft it's not shown, I guess it as it would be in a lot of like, and I think this is a, an exception like a, a film that grossed like that made like a lot of money and was beloved by mostly everyone about a black with like a black lead and about black issues and i think it's nice to see that because you because we don't typically see it as much as maybe we should yeah and in, in, like jordan peele has said that in his films he's he probably won't cast a white lead which i don't necessarily have a problem with because i think the stories he's telling that's his style yeah that's his style exactly that's his and i think style, yeah. and i think that also makes sense because he's telling stories about black people so of course there'd be yeah. black people in it i think people that complain and about he's african-american as he's, well yeah so exactly it's coming from a place where yeah. it makes sense you know yeah and i i think people who complained about that like oh why is he doing that that's racist or whatever it's like well first of all 
it's not because the stories he's telling you can't have a white lead like get out mm-hmm. doesn't work if you've got a white guy in it exactly like, if it's it white it makes no sense it's the same with uh, I mean, you could sort us, of have us with white lead. Yeah, leads, us is, is much more African American lead. Yeah, I think us is sort of made in a way where it could be anyone. Like, like the like the main family could be played by anyone basically, but it's not like it's not the the race of the main characters is not part of the story. Mm. It just happens to have black people where, as the lead. Where in Get Out, Get Out. the racial strains and sort of racial prejudice and segregation mm. is at the core of the film yeah and, and that only works if you've got a yeah. black and if you lead. were to take the main protagonist out and make him white mm. it would just fall apart yeah because it, it doesn't make sense because and I, and I think that is a, and I think there are a lot of times in films it's sort of I don't think the race or the gender of the character matters, but in that, but in Get Out, it does matter because it's telling a story of like racism that African American people have faced, and the whole like sort of subtle pieces of racism. Like there's that scene where he's where Chris, the main guy, he's sort of going around talking to these different people, and they're all asking these very like subtly racist questions. I guess you could yeah. say. And some of them, I'm just, I was just very like, do people actually ask that? Like, there was this one bit where he's with his girlfriend and they're talking to this woman, and she's like making reference to like his dick, and he's like, "Is it better?" or something like that. And I, and I was very much like, does, "Does that actually like?" I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I don't know, but I just think that's a very interesting thing to have a character say, and I'm just wondering yeah. how accurate that it. Like again. Jordan Peele has a better understanding of it than I do because I haven't lived in that world and I haven't had that the problems that he's more than likely faced, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think and I don't know. I think I think films that are about racism like do you think that a, a white person could make get out or like a movie about racism? Do you think they can do it? Like do you think that the story would be the same? I think they could. I mm-hmm. think they could, but wouldn't be as effective. Yeah. Um, from the perspective of a white person. Yeah. Um, mainly because obviously they don't have that sort of connection with the source material. Yeah. Where they have that sort of background of family, maybe late, uh, a uh, great family, like back in 1800s, all that yeah. incredibly racist periods of time. Yeah. Where there's stories and incidences incidents that have been passed down through the generations to Jordan Peele yeah um, that he can sort of uh, what's the word um, sort of embody, embody in his films yeah yeah I, I, I sort of agree with that I, I feel that a filmmaker should be allowed to make whatever story he or she wants to tell like I don't think it matters per se but I do think at some point they have to like I don't like when Django and Chain came out. There was like lots of criticism towards Tarantino for telling that story, you know, from just like mm. general critics and just general people and other filmmakers. And I, I do think that they make a fair point. I also think it's also fair that he should be allowed to tell a st- like he sh- he should be allowed to tell that story if he wants to. I and I don't think Django and Chain as a film is. It's it's not like a rate about racism per se. It's sort of about it's sort of more like like it's not like Django Unchained isn't the same as something like Twelve Years a Slave, for example. Mm. Like it's a it's a very different kind of film. You know, it's it's a much more. I don't know. I don't know if action. I films... can't. I can't really put an opinion in here because I haven't seen the film yet. Oh, okay. So, well, but I know I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I'm just trying to base it off Twelve Years a Slave, but. Yeah. Isn't um, Django Unchained sort of more of a subtle racist film, more so than a full-on? Uh, well, I, I've only seen it once. I ha- I'd have to watch it again, but uh, it's not... Like, the main character, at the beginning, he is a slave, but yeah. it, he sort of, the story develops, and he has to rescue someone. And, and it's much more of like a... Of like... 
it's probably the most it's one of the more it's one of Tarantino's more action based films I guess to, to sort of bring this back because we keep going on these tangents and to, so to bring this back to Get Out I think that this film has some violence in it but it's only sort of really towards the end and when there mm. needs to be violence like when Chris is like escapes it makes sense that there's violence there yeah where he's like escaping you know where he's like killing the family and everything and like he's doing all these things to escape and I think that is There's good. also... Yeah. And it's, sorry. And I think that is a problem with some horror films, is they'll just do violence for the sake of violence. But mm. Get Out, it has violence, but only when necessary. And it's only really towards the end. Like, mm. and, it, and I think that it doesn't... Yeah, it's not... Like, it's, it's possibly overly violent... But in the context of the story and where the and where the character is at at that point, it makes sense that he might be like that. Um, yeah. My old one of my older sisters, she does not like Get Out. She uh, is not like a big fan of it, and she sort of had the, sort of raised this point on that sort of the ending could be seen as like the way Chris is acting. It could sort of be perpetuating the sort of stereotype that some people might have that black people are overly violent with like him killing all those people at the end and i i think that is an interesting point to bring up and i don't know if i agree with it exactly but i think that is a a very interesting concept a very interesting idea to discuss yeah well if from the point of um sort of racial stereotyping Mm. and also with violence being used at the very start of um, Get Out the scene where they hit a deer Mm -hmm. um, is a very important scene because it shows because the the police pull up and oh yeah that um, scene I thought that scene was actually very well done because I feel like that's like I, I have never been in that situation but I think that is possibly very accurate from stuff that I have seen, you know, of how, like, mm. I saw this... It establishes, it establishes immediately that the police can rely on the police Yeah. Um, when he's in trouble. So yeah. it immediately gets rid of the sort of question of every sort of horror film is like, why don't you just call the police, yeah. you know? And it, yeah, and that is true, and I, I think it's it... Sto- like, it's not just they just wrote that in for the sake of it. The scene really does get paid off at the end of the film as well yeah um with uh, with his mate the security guard man yeah uh, guy comes up and pulls up and then the viewer's thinking he's been framed he's been yeah. absolutely framed because he looks like he's killing well he is killing her yes but, but from the cop's perspective it's it like that's been all he's doing it's not self-defense yeah, yeah. and I, and I, I i didn't really remember it so i was just sort of thinking in my head as like because I was just sort of thinking in my head, doesn't he, I, I? I sort of had it in my memory that he survived. But I'm thinking, but this cop has just pulled up, so maybe he doesn't. Because I, I had like, not met, and mm. I was just like, this is not gonna go well. And then it, his friend yeah. hops out, flips it on the head, flips yeah. it on its head, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice way of addressing that, and a nice sort of doing it different. You know, it's sort of not mm. what you would expect. You know, it's it's a. I guess you could say, oh, um, and I like that it sort of gives it a, I guess, is, it's a happy ending, but it's like sort of a melancholy, it's, a bittersweet it's ending. Bittersweet, yeah. Bittersweet yeah. is the way to say it. Because he gets away, yeah. but he's a completely different person. I mean, he's lost his girlfriend who really didn't even care for him in the first place. Yeah. Um, and he's lost his sort of previous self he's obviously mentally damaged by it mm-hmm. you can tell yeah um, even though they do share a joke at the end yeah um, it's still very bittersweet because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he survived but he lost everything that was established within the film mm-hmm. so I yeah that's um, another thing I wanted to talk about is the comedy because sorry this was uh, as a film was nominated uh, at, at the Golden Globes for several, for a couple Golden Globes for comedy and I was like, I didn't really see this as a comedy when I first saw it I was like, that's in, that's interesting 
but having rewatched it for this, I was like, there, there is more comedy than like, I than I remember there being, and I don't mm. think a lot of it works. Like, I think there are some jokes that work very well, but I think there are times where it's like uh, that doesn't fit. Like, you 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 didn't need to put a joke there. Done wrong, it absolutely annihilates films. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. the best one, the best uh, example I can think of is it too. It chapter two, the new oh, one. Oh yeah, I yeah. I will admit, I I do like the film, but I enjoyed that film. But I do think it, that is a fair point that at times the comedy, it's like you didn't you sh- why you you didn't need to put a joke there. You know that doesn't yeah. work. And I and I'm, that's another pro- that's a problem I also have with both Get Out and Us is that there are times where it's like the comedy doesn't work. It's like you didn't mm. like. There's a scene in Us where they've just killed this family like like an evil version of this different family and they're talking and it's just all very tense and then they just and then one of the kids tells like a couple jokes and i'm just like why you you didn't need to do yeah. that this you had like a very nice you know it was just very well done and you didn't need yeah. to put that there and i think there are some films that like horror films i mean that do comedy very well but they are typically horror comedy like they are they're comedies with like horror elements like scream yeah I, I love scream and that's more of a comedy with like pieces of horror whereas this is horror with pieces of comedy you know and i, and I think yeah. it works if you do but i think comedy get out does it horror. get like, out mm. in most cases sort of doesn't it sort of pulls back on it it doesn't mm. really emphasize the jokes it makes Especially in some of the earlier scenes, it makes yeah. sense, comedy placements. Yeah. Uh-huh. But towards the end of the film, mm-hmm. um, some of them are a bit misplaced. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, a lot of the comedy towards the second half of the film is basically just him sort of commenting on his situation. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So. I will give it that. That a lot of the comedy is sort of before all the crazy stuff happens. It's sort of, sort of at the beginning. You know, and sort of with his uh, his friend who's sort of talking to mm. the like po- the police and everything. I think it works there in a way. Like I think like it's it. There's not as much comedy directed in like when it, when it's meant to be sort of scary and thrilling and stuff. But I think there yeah. are a couple jokes that I was just like, you didn't need to put a joke there. That like didn't that wasn't necessary. Yeah, I mean. Some the, the comedy in certain films um, just doesn't really enhance it, like especially for it too. Mm. Um, it's a direct when when it comes to the execution of comedy, it's a direct contrast to Get Out mm-hmm. because yeah. It Chapter Two does it in spades. Yeah, um, and sometimes it uh, doesn't align with the character established characteristics of a certain. Yeah character within that's being shown or who has said the joke yeah um where get out uh the main protagonist is established to be a light-hearted sort of jokey guy mm-hmm. that can take certain situations seriously yeah um so it makes sense mm-hmm. but some jokes in uh other horror movies just don't make sense because mm-hmm. it's usually there just for the sake of a joke you know Mm-hmm. And, and I don't and I think that sort of goes beyond horror I think like in a lot of the recent like Marvel movies and Star Wars stuff there is t- there's like too many jokes in some scenes to the point of like you they're just adding jokes for the sake of adding jokes and mm. I don't think that they work in a lot of those cases some of them do but <clears throat> I think that there are times where it's like you didn't need to do that that didn't need to be there you know you're yeah. sort of adding it for the sake of adding it and I mean that that mindset is kind of ruined in franchise, like the DC franchise. Mm. Uh, um, the lack of comedy actually kind of ruined it. Yeah, I think there needs to be sort um, of a balance. Like you can't just have yeah. out and out comedy, but you can't have no comedy. You know, you need to hit yeah. sort of the fine but line. But there, there's certain films such as Dunkirk that and Saving oh, Saving Private Ryan has jokes in it. Mm. But you know those serious type of, I guess the best example is war films yeah. need they don't need jokes that is true um, I, I do think that is a fair that not everything needs to have jokes 
but yeah. I think it's something like maybe like a comic book film. You can put jokes in there because it's sort of in. What well, I think that I would say that does sort of depend on the setting and like the story you're trying to tell. Like if you're sort of setting the film in sort of a light-hearted universe with sort of just these wacky weird characters, you can put jokes mm. in there because it's sort of because the because the universe that is being established is already just crazy enough as, as is. But in something like Joker, you shouldn't put jokes in that. Like ironically, yeah. but because that film, uh, yeah, doesn't it, you shouldn't have jokes in that because it's it's a much more serious story that they're trying it's to a, tell. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a story trying to tell a story about um, mental disability exactly. and mental instability. Yeah. But the thing is with Joker, it actually does use comedy in a way it doesn't use... It uses sort of monotone comedy. Mm. Comedy that doesn't sit right with you but is also somewhat funny. Yeah. Because of what the joke is. It's not the joke that's funny, it's what the joke is. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's what it's representing, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, yeah. Because obviously the Joker is a clown, and the clown, a clown's built to make people laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, that's that's why I guess it's such a popular choice for horror films, uh, is because it can really sort of justify the uh, back and forth between comedy and horror. Mm-hmm. Um, films that get out don't have that. Um, privilege to yeah. allow a back and forth genre switch. Yeah. So it really has to be careful, which it was. It was very careful, but there was a couple issues with it. But in my opinion, I don't think it ruins the film to mm-hmm. a degree such as it. Chapter two mm-hmm. sort of reduced the film's quality. Yeah. It didn't ruin chapter two, but it, it reduced its effectiveness and yeah. quality. Um, but us as well. Um, Peely's other film, he oh, Peel's other film, sorry, um, he he does use jokes in there, but he uses them um, in a way that sort of pushes the plot forward and sort of uh, uh, connects to historic events, mm-hmm. which then brings us back to the point um, that he learns from his previous film. Peel learns from his previous films, yeah, um, where he obviously did make a few mistakes with comedy and get out which he yeah. then just justified with mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess you could say evidence and historic practices and character traits in uh, us mm. which enhanced that film yeah so and I think yeah. for a first time film for like you know get out I think it's very much like it's somewhat ambitious, and I and I do like appreciate that he was sort of willing to do what he wanted. I guess you could say, sort of telling a story that he wanted to tell, and sort of did what he, you know. And, but it it wasn't mm. to like a point where he just tried to do something so ambitious that it's like, what is the plot of this? What is the point of this? This this there's nothing to this, like you know. And I think that it's it's a very admirable attempt. For, you know a first time film that you know to do something like yeah. get out yeah i mean he's a he's got talent he definitely has talent yeah, and he, i feel like he's got through talent. each film he refines his talent yeah um and get out was his first sort of swing at it i thought it was fantastic first try yeah you know um cuz usually a lot of films uh a lot of directors' first high-budget films aren't the greatest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there are some directors but, who sort of have just just amazing first films, and there mm. are some who just sort of don't, you know? Yeah. And, and think, then they kind of fizzle out over time. Yeah. You know? Performances, I think, in this film... I was about to say that. I yeah. Because we've talked... I think in other episodes that I've recorded, we sort of talked about performances, sort of... We sort of talked about themes in, like, another episode I've done. We've done sort of talked about themes, but we've also talked about performances very early on. And we've been going for a long time. And I think I should bring up that I think Daniel Kaluuya gives a very, very good performance in this. And I mm-hmm. think that he's a very well... And I just... I, don't, I think he's just very well written. And I, and I want to see 
what Daniel Kalia does next because I think he gives a very good performance. Like, not an amazing performance, but it's like, with what he has to do and what he's given, he is very good Yeah. in that performance. And I mean, Alison Williams as well. Um, mm. She plays a really convincing... Yeah, she, she's the girlfriend, sort of, right? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays a very convincing switch to the mm. bad guy yeah. or the bad person. The antagonist, antagonist, you could say. Yeah. I yeah. do think that's very good because it's not like... And, and I do like that sort of scene where it's sort of there's the twist that, oh, this family is evil and she's like sort of looking through like the keys or whatever and she's doing all this thing and then she just sort of like switches like that to yeah. being evil. And I think that's very like good sort of acting on her part. And I think that... I, I I don't I like a lot of big like sort of bombastic performances, but I also really enjoy very just sort of subtle performances, sort of like and I think that's what she gives is a very subtle performance and she's not Yeah. And you know and I think there are some Well, I mean you can say that for the whole film. Mm. Get out is a very subtle film. I mean if you yeah. look at the subtleties of the film you can pick up a lot of things and you yeah. can predict a lot of things. Yeah. Um, which really does go back to the layering of the film and adding mm. rewatchability, you know? Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, I th- that is a very fair point. And I, th- and I, like, think that not a lot of... These aren't, like, amazing performances, but they're all very much, like... They're doing good, a good job with what they have to do, and there's no just, like... Some, there's no one like stealing the show per se there's no like just oh that is a great performance yeah it's more just they all give good performances and they but they don't need to well they don't need to give like massive a Heath Ledger performance in there or anything it's yeah. just very much possible it's good yeah. and, it's but bad. I think that works as well because I think if they were going too far with it and they were just being very like over the top and just giving like doing all these crazy things it wouldn't work and that would possibly take and that possibly would sort of take me out of it more so even more because it's like you they are doing too much and you don't need to yeah i don't think every film needs to have a performance that's just like doing everything like it's a lot better when there's a lot more at times where if there's the more subtle approach i is the much better approach in some cases i think this film gives very subtle performances and that works a lot better whereas in us i think they probably there's more there's bigger performances in that film but justifiably so because you know Mm. there's the family and then there's their alter the the alter egos i guess and they are much different so i think you sort of need to in that case give bigger performances for the various different versions of those characters yeah um I, I think that yeah I just think that like the whole cast is a very does a very good job and and I don't think there's like yeah it's nothing amazing but like that you don't not every film needs amazing performances you know you can just have mm-hmm. good performances yeah because I mean <clears throat> it's 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 that's the good thing about acting really mm. There's some yeah. films that don't require good acting. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. you know, I mean, a perfect example of that is Star Wars. Yeah. Pretty shoddy acting throughout the whole franchise. Yeah, but... like, even in, like, the objectively good films, I would say yeah. that... Yeah, no, There's those are not good performances. performances. But it doesn't they're need still... to be something, you know? They're, like, they're still... Well, most of them are still good films, you know? Yeah. Some of them are really good. Mm-hmm. But they still, every single one of them has something, some actor that's just not really doing well, you know? Yeah. And it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. That is true. And I, and I think there are some scenarios where if you've only got, like, a couple, like, The Lighthouse, for example, has got, like, two characters in it, basically. And with that, since it's only two characters, you probably need a, sort of bigger performances in the, in the actors to do more because you've only got two characters, and so it works... But with this, there's like several different characters, you know, at yeah. any one time. So you don't need that per se. You just need good performances that sort of carry the film, you know. Mm. 
Yeah. Well. Um, are there's are there any final things you want to say? Like, is there anything else you want to say? Because we've been recording at this point for an hour and fourteen minutes. With. Wow. Um, a, a, a thing I want. I I like some of the callbacks that the film makes. You you made a reference earlier to the police thing where like he can't just call the police because of the racism and everything but another one that i like established yeah. that was established yeah. another one i liked was when he he's trying to he's getting that picture of that guy to like sort of send to his yeah. mate and he and there's the flash and everything and the guy just sort of sort of reverts back i guess to his former self and he just, and got, he's got like the nosebleed and everything and he's yelling at him to, yeah. to get out and i liked that callback at the end of the film where he's being chased and attacked by uh, the other the like other yeah. guy and then he uses that yeah. to and I like that I think that is very good because I think in some films where they do callbacks it's very clunky like they set some like as you know set up and pay off and there are some movies mm. where it's very clunky and it's like oh that's obviously going to come back for later but this I think you sort of you don't think yeah, about you can it. tell that something has been set up just so that something else could happen at the end mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a, a problem that I think some films might face. Like, oh, there's, yeah. there's like a setup. So like, oh, so they established this thing. They established either this power or this mm. character thing. And you're like, okay, so that's going to come back later. You don't know when it's going to come back, but it's like, it will come back. Yeah. But I think in, in Get Out, it's very it's um, done in a way that you because I, I also sort of you don't really think about it I guess you're just like huh that's like interesting but you but I for me anyway I did I wasn't really thinking about it and I don't do that a lot of times in films I don't really think like oh this could come back later unless it's very obvious yeah you know and I think in this case it was done in a very um in a very decent, subtle. W- subtle way, yeah, subtle way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, there is one thing I do want to touch on is oh, yeah? how well Peel names his films. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That is Us true. and Get Out yeah. describe the film, the, their respective films, perfectly. Yeah, that is a very good point. And I think that some films you sort that is very good point actually i think with most films you should like the title should yeah it should have sort of explained i guess or should it should it should make sense like you shouldn't just name it something it should relate to to the the plot of the story yeah like sort of with some of tarantino's films some of them some of the titles make sense you yeah, know, like Django, Incha- Unchained, or like Inglorious Bastards, or The Hateful Eight. You know, yeah. they, those titles make sense. It correlates to the story. It's like, oh, that's what that means. But there are some cases where it's just sort of like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. It there's no what? like doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Or like like Reservoir Dogs, for example. I yeah. I, like it just that doesn't relate because they. But I think. I will say that, though, with most of Tarantino's other films, the titles all at least make sense. Like, they're all either yeah. named after something in the film, or they're just sort of... It makes sense. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that makes sense. It takes place in Hollywood, and it's sort of like a fairy yeah. tale story, you could say. You know, and, and that goes with his other films as well. And I think that Get Out and Us is, like, a very good example of the title's sort of, ex- they work, you know, they, like, yeah, and the titles make sense, like, you might not get what they mean at the beginning of the movie, like, well, like before you've watched it, but and that's, once... that's the, that's a good, that's a good thing, yeah, because exactly, because a good title entices you into the film, yeah, but also makes sense, makes even more sense once you've watched the yeah, film, yeah, exactly, and that's, I think, yeah, and I, th- and I think, they're also very basic titles, like, yeah. he doesn't try and go too much with them. He just like like one or two words, that's all he needs for the title. And it and it makes sense and he doesn't and he doesn't try to make it out. like he doesn't try and make it, you know, another thing. He tries to make it something simple. And yeah. that goes along simple with, and effective. Yeah. And that's what you could say his bait the basic premises are. And it's, and you could sort of like his film 
games. You could sort of watch them, and they are sort of that. They are sort of simple, effective on like a base level. Like and like mm. most people could watch Get Out and be like, I got that, I liked that, and that's it. But other people can sort of analyze it and sort of get more interpretations from it. But I think either way, that works. And I think that's what films should do in general, is they should sort of work for like a general audience, you know? Like, they should sort of be very... I'm not saying easy, but like, an audience needs to understand, should be able to understand and explain what the movie was about, you know? Yeah. And Peel's titles do that perfectly. I know he has a new film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, got a... I think I'm it's not... Candyman, I think it is. He's not directing it, though. No, he's not. He's involved he, with the film. Yeah, I think he he's like... I forgot what it... Give me a second. I think he's a producer... Or maybe he's a writer on it. He's got, like, a part of... He's, he's got, like, a credit on the film. He yeah. is a writer and producer on it. Right. So he would have no control of the titles. No. Of the film. Well, I mean, he did but, write it, though, so he, he would probably name He the, probably... Name yeah, the he film. probably had some input to the name. Yeah. But I feel like he didn't name it. Yeah. Like, But officially. also, it is based yeah. off of, like, a sto- a pre- like, a previously written story. Yeah, it's, a, it's an adaptation of a novel. Yeah. Um, so I think that he... And I think, like, that's a good thing about Peel is that he doesn't try... Like, he has sort of the subtleties and there's sort of nuances and sort of hidden details, but he doesn't make, mm. like, the whole film that. Like, he, he has, like, the basic plot and then he adds to that. Yeah. And I think that's what filmmakers in general should try and strive for. Like, yes, that's, like, I think... We keep going back to Nolan, but I think he sort of has the high high idea like concept has the high concepts you know like has the crazy concepts yeah but he, he doesn't the sort ideas of, to the make ideas. a film that people will remember but he doesn't try and sort of simplify he doesn't sort of start with like a base idea and then expand upon it and and i would and i think it's better if you have the basic concept concept and expand upon it and that's the thing yeah jordan peele does very well is like like you could explain what get out and us are about like very simply you know like they're very basic films to explain and then but that's not all it is on the surface you know there's there's more to it than just what is you know explained yeah i mean he does nolan definitely just doesn't care what people think Mm. i think i think that he's gotten to a point where he just doesn't care where people think that could be good and bad. Mm. I mean, I feel like Tarantino has gotten to that point, but he's controlled it. Yeah, I, th- I think um, the thing about Tarantino is he sort of got to that point sort of in the midpoint of his career. Yeah, like when if... Nolan got to that point really early Yeah. because he made consecutive good films. Yeah. He made like three uh, fantastic, some of the best films of all time, Dark yeah. Knight. I feel like Dark Knight was a turning point for his mm-hmm. style because Dark Knight seems very sort of it's it's a really well made film but it also yeah. feels sort of for lack of a better term sort of restrictive mm-hmm. from his design that is, yeah and and i think that's yeah a problem that like like Tarantino he did like sort of in the mid 2000s he did stuff like Kill Bill and Death Proof which was very self indulgent not particularly loved films like as like he'd done pulp fiction everyone was like oh pulp fiction but he got to that point of making Kill Bill and stuff very self-indulgent and just making whatever he wanted and people were just like, that's not good. And since then, he sort of turned it around and he's been making good to fantastic films ever since then. Whereas Nolan, he sort of... Yeah. He hasn't gone to that... Like, Nolan sort of didn't have that point in the middle of the, his career. He's just... He's having that point now in his career. Mm. And I think... He's starting to make... I feel like Nolan is going to make in the near future I feel like his next film is going to be um whoops, sorry. I feel like my next film is his, his next film mm. is going to be um quite average mm. uh, because I feel like if it's a tr- following the trend of this film of Tenant mm. it's just going to be horrible um yeah. because if he hasn't learned from his feedback 
yeah. on this on tenants, it's just not going to go well. But yeah. we're on a big tangent again. Yeah. To Nolan. So to so. get back to Jordan Peele, I don't know if Jordan Peele is going to reach that point as no, like a filmmaker. I won't. think he. I don't think he will. Because if you look at the budget, so like I'll just get up like the budget of Get Out. So he made the film. He had a budget of four point five million as just the budget. And at the box office, it made $255.4 million. So that's a very good profit that was made off that film. Yeah. And yeah. then if you look at Us, he had a budget of $20 million and made $255.2 million for Us. And I think that's a very gener- like very smallish budget based on what he could have done. Because yeah. of the success of Gao. I get. I talked about this in a previous episode that I did on us. Is that he probably could get whatever he wanted? Like he could get the budget that he wanted to make whatever he wanted, but he has sort of restricted and controlled himself. And and you did, you made that a point earlier of like he has sort of he likes to restrict himself because he wants to make more with less, uh, and that's a point that you made earlier on. <clears throat> mm. With more... With, with less sort of resources, yeah, um, you can make a really good film because some of the best films have come out of very low budgets. Yeah. Uh, sort of like with Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs had an incredibly small budget. Of, it only had a budget of $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. which is why you don't see stuff like the, the heist or anything but it works because it didn't need to have a massive budget and Jordan Peele again is at that point of like he can have whatever he wants but he doesn't need it because the stories he's telling doesn't require him to have yeah. massive budgets his and, stories are small scale yeah like us is a comparatively probably bigger film but it's not like it's a high concept idea that he's making like it's not a nolan film where he's just sort of making crazy like doing just crazy stuff it is a it is a basic film that has probably needs a bigger budget but the budget goes to good use and i would argue that um i would also argue that get out is like as a film anyway it's it's a small budget, but what he does with that budget, he does a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed, definitely. And I mean, some of some of best work, man. Really low budgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not saying um, ten million dollars is a low budget. No, but Mandalorian. It, that... Each episode has ten million dollars per episode. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's some of the best Star Wars that there is. You yeah, um, you can you can bring that to other TV shows per episodes. Um, something like Game of Thrones, it has a couple million bucks per episode, mm. and it has some of the best storytelling in TV show history. Mm. You know, in in the early um, seasons, in the latter seasons, it, it got. Well, we're not here to talk about quality here. We're, yeah. to- here, we're yeah. here to talk about. No, but I do think that is a fair point budget. that in a lot of cases, yeah. smaller budgets work, and yeah, and I don't think Jordan Peele is gonna get give his have his films have massive budgets going on because he doesn't seem like a guy who needs a mass amount of money to make a film. You know, yeah. like my personal opinions aside, like I think Get Out is a, is fine. I don't think it's amazing or anything, but I have to give him credit in that he did a lot with the film, and that what yeah. he did do was very ambitious, and he and was very well done as a it, as a film. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm excited for his future films just because of Get Out and Us. Yeah. Um, he's he's a filmmaker who I just want to see what he does next because I think whatever he does next whether I like it or not it is going to be interesting and it's going to be something I mm. have not seen before and you know it's going to be unique yeah exactly and Re- regardless if it's good or not yeah it's going to no doubt be unique yeah it's, unless it's, he just does something stupid yeah it's it's going to be a new st- it's going to be a story that I haven't seen before something that 
so few directors and filmmakers like and writers as well would think of because it's very it's very unique concept you know yeah well my battery's running out yeah um so do you just want to give a quick yeah we've been recording for nearly an hour and a half at this point so do you just want to is this your longest podcast i think this is i think i did one with kitty and we got to a little over an hour but this is too fat this is going to be edited down a a little bit because there's many attentions so uh, oh yeah yeah so can i just get a a rating like a rating out of 10 like a one out of 10 not one out of 10 like one to 10 for get out get out i would give it a solid eight in my opinion that's pretty fair. You seemed pretty um, positive, positive on it. But yeah. you have mentioned... It's like, yeah, you don't think it's this amazing film. No, I don't hold it in a high regard where it's flawless and no, I perfect don't, in every way. Like, I think there were better films that came out that year. It's no Godfather. It's nothing like that. Yeah. It's no uh, The Godfather gonna, film. It's no, I'm going to be honest. You know. I'm not a massive fan of The Godfather. I, I really think it's... Really? No, I, I watched it, and I was just like, man, this isn't good. I haven't watched Godfather 2 yet, so I might prefer Godfather 2, but I think Godfather is, like, fine. Um, so I'd give Get Out uh, a 7. I'd, I think it's a good film, but just, like some of the comedy doesn't work, some of the, um, yeah. uh, the music doesn't work, and I, I think that... Like that's pretty low than what I thought. Like I, I definitely prefer us like quite a bit more. I, I gave us an eight out of ten, and this mm-hmm. is a seven out of ten. So it's basically it's like about the same. But I just think us has more rewatchability for me than Get Out does. Yeah. Um. So I think that's it. Is there any final thing words you want to say before we wrap this up? Um. No, I think we've said everything we can say. Really. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for joining me this week. I hope to have you back again in future for future episodes. I look forward to it. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank, uh, so yeah, thank you everyone. Thank you for listening. This was a very long record. My throat is a little bit sore, but that's fine. Um, so hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, again, just, uh, I guess just go back and listen to any old episodes that you have listened to or haven't listened to uh and i will see you all uh next time (laughs) so bye (laughs) Ryan. bye